Thanks for listening to Life and Health Matters with Dr. Shakib, and this is your host, Momak Shakib. This episode was kind of interesting because I did a duo um, episode with my daughter, Ava. We were talking about all the recent events with the whole discrimination and took it beyond societal discrimination and uh, started talking about how discrimination has found its place in health and how that's happening even now. So I just uh, really enjoyed having a life discussion with my own daughter and sharing that with you. And I hope you find it valuable. I hope that you find things that you didn't know about and you're not going to stop it once the episode is over, but you're going to allow it to impact your life and you discuss it with your circle of people that you come across. We should not be okay with what we see, even if it does not involve us necessarily. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please forward them to me to drspodcastshow at gmail.com and make sure you rate this podcast. And with no further ado, here is my episode on health and discrimination with my daughter, Ava. Okay, so Ava and I, Ava is my daughter, she has her own podcast, and we were discussing the whole process of how we've come to 2020 still with discrimination, not against blacks, not against a specific race, but against a lot of different things. And I was just telling Ava, not just things, a lot of different issues. I was telling Ava how we have human rights, we have animal rights, and somehow, for example, the LGBTQ, who are obviously human beings, don't have any rights. I remember interviewing someone, and it is, I'll make sure I'll put it in the show notes here, of the specific podcast I did with Danny, and how he was discriminated against when he went to a hospital for some procedure, and it wasn't it, w- it wasn't like a, an elective surgery, plastic surgery, or anything like that. It was an actual surgery that had to be done, and he was discriminated against. So as Av and I were just discussing these issues, I thought, you know, we should do a podcast. And discussing these. So, Ava, thank you for accepting <laughs> this invitation, even though it was more like, let's do it. <laughs> let's press record and keep talking. Yeah, exactly. So, I know I listened to your podcast. I have to tell you the two podcasts, two episodes ago. Um, on your podcast. What's the name of your podcast? Sex Talk, Love Talk. Bingo! <laughs> you guys should check it out. But um, you, you, in the honor of what had happened with George Floyd. 
And what happens to every black person for hundreds of years. Yes, exactly. And it's not because that's a fad. It's just heartbreaking. I remember you didn't do uh, the episode like Mm -hmm. you normally would have. And I have to tell you, when I listened to that episode, not as your mother, but as a human being, I could hear, I could feel the pain you had. I could almost... I don't know if you cried doing that part, but it, I definitely it touched my heart. And uh, since then, I think we have we have made a realization as a society that we are discriminating against human beings, humans who have rights. Um, and um, so, why don't you tell us about some of the some of the things that you were when you were researching to do your mm-hmm. podcast, like you mentioned, um, what was the terminology you used uh, with uh, sexual um, the, discrimination? I was talking about how we can't have reproductive justice without racial justice. Uh huh. That's the reproductive justice. Right. That's the reproductive justice. So. I mean, for for my podcast listeners, can you imagine that your very own right is taken away based on your race or your sexual preference? Mm-hmm. The fact that healthcare is declined to someone that belongs to the LGBTQ category of human beings. So gays, lesbians, queers, bisexuals, transgender. uh, The fact that we're denying health care to another human being who happens to be a U.S. citizen. So you can't even say, oh, they're illegals. Mm -hmm. They're actually another human being who don't like... Let's say if it's a man doesn't like to be in a relationship with another, uh, with a woman, whose business is it to even say yes or no and take away the, the right they're paying their taxes, they're paying for their insurance, just like everyone else. So everything being equal, that's taken away. Right. For those of you who don't know, just yesterday... Um, it was released that the law removing discrimination from health care and insurance was changed. The definition of sex discrimination has been changed to no longer include someone's sexual orientation or their gender identity. So if someone were to walk in and be transgender... Or if someone were to walk in and be gay, let's say, they can be denied any sort of medical they attention. They can or they cannot. They will be denied. A, a medical facility and an insurance company can deny someone medical coverage or medical care, whether it's related to a gender transition or not. So if I was transgender and I needed my appendix removed, the doctor now legally has the right to say, I'm not going to perform that surgery on you. So this is um, because of some presidential So yeah, the administration got to choose that. So during the Obama administration, they 
decided that sex discrimination, that term, includes anyone, whether they identify as male, female, little bit of both, or neither. It didn't matter. And it doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is. Sex discrimination covered all of that. Whereas now sex discrimination says that you can't discriminate someone because they're a man and you can't discriminate someone because they're a woman. But you can if they're transgender and you can if they just fall in that LGBT category. And this is very, very horrific for certain groups. One, for example, rural communities. I don't look like I'm a part of the LGBT community. LGBTQ community, right? I can go into a doctor's office and kind of pull off just being a straight woman. But imagine being in like a small town, a rural community where everyone knows everyone's business. Their medical professionals are the people they go to church with or the people who are their neighbors know everything about them. They walk in. If that doctor doesn't want to perform um, something on you because you're gay or because you're transgender, they have the right to. I honestly don't think this will last because because I think that as a doctor, finishing school and taking that out, so it's it's not to discriminate. That's just... You're supposed to just help people because they're sick or looking for help. But you know what? The reality is, is that even though it was illegal to discriminate against transgender people last week, it was legal to do that. That was still happening. It was still happening. Like the person that you spoke with and discrimination count, like there's discrimination looks like so much. Danny said that they kicked him out of the hospital. Like as soon as he was about to come out of the 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 anesthesia and was kind of you know you kind of get woozy and kind of some people get sick we was still throwing up from that and they basically said you have to leave you make uh, the doctors and the patients and nurses very uncomfortable that's disgusting oh my god i i just i'm assuming danny's transgender Danny is, yes they treated but then that was the deal i guess now they don't even have to treat them yeah. Because they can just say, uh, well, I guess you went against uh, the rules of the country, so you can die alone in your house. Yeah. I'm just upset at this whole thing because, as you know, you know, I'm against factory farming as an example. This is how our animals are treated. My gosh, these are my fellow human beings. Yeah, it's it's interesting because, you know, talking about pro-choice versus pro-life, it's interesting because I see that a lot of people who are pro-life and don't believe in abortion are a lot of times the same people who are now totally fine with transgender people being denied a hospital bed, like are you really pro-life? What, this baby is going to be born, be a transgender 20-year-old and either not get comprehensive health care, can't buy insurance, or it's oh, just... this is ridiculous. For those of you who are listening, we are witnessing things that are, we may not belong to the category of people that are being discriminated against, 
but we should not be okay just as you should not be okay witnessing that some girl or some woman is being raped in the street and you just say well that's not me that's not my sister or someone I know so that's just too bad and move on with your whatever your life this we all need to come together and voice the fact that this is absolutely not allowed just like with George Floyd's there were plenty of non-black people who protested because this is fundamentally wrong. Um, Ava, um, I want to talk about, since we're on the subject of discrimination and how lives don't um, get treated equally. Mm -hmm. And it's not only in this country. I remember... um, I mean, I was shocked when I learned DDT. I don't know if I told you this, but DDT is a it's a pesticide mm-hmm. that they used apparently in the 50s, and it did some major damages to the health of individuals. Mm-hmm. And it got banned in the 60s. Uh, so in United States, they were not allowed to use it. I remember in the 70s when... My mom was using it, and it looked kind of like salt. It was kind of whitish color for for um, insects. And I remember thinking, we don't even have that issue. And interestingly enough, a couple years later, I'm not joking you, we, we didn't have cockroach problems, but there were these cockroaches the size of, I swear, I'm not exaggerating, size of a freaking hummingbird. Like mutant. <laughs> flying cockroaches. <gasps> it's like, where the heck did these come from? The point I'm trying to make, I could digress here, but the point I'm trying to make is this, this is in the 70s. So if it was banned in the 50s, the companies were probably having some surplus of DDT they needed to get rid of. So guess what? They shipped it to other countries. That's because the life of me as an Iranian child was not as considered as valuable Mm -hmm. as someone exactly the same age in this country. This is just freaking messed up. So I know that black people specifically have been discriminated against in every freaking part of the world places some places more than others but it's just heartbreaking and with the whole slavery the whole terminology that was used to describe a black person or their reproduction was as if they were animals mm-hmm. it's i'm ashamed of it i feel embarrassed even voicing it um i know that a lot of our knowledge about obstetrics comes from our sister slaves mm-hmm. because their their pains and their aches and their bodies did not matter. They were the human guinea pigs in the hands of their the doctors at the time to be experimented on. How is it that we don't hear about that? Everyone knows about the Nazi experiments on the Jewish population which is oh my god mind-blowing but how is it that 
I bet you anything, not too many people know about this. I mean, our education system, which is run by the government, isn't going to educate us about the horrific atrocities that our government did to these people and continue to. The pain of a black woman was not taken seriously 400 years ago, and it's still not taken seriously today. That's right. Women, black women go to hospitals uh, for whatever reason, and their pain is not taken seriously. It, it's thought to be over-exaggerated. And that makes sense when, what, 300 years ago, 200 years ago, the same things were happening just... Well, I think in those instances, just FYI, side note, you know, the bastards who were slave owners, and I say that with passion, um, they were literally breeding human beings. Yeah. And they were, I mean, if you think about it, different parts of the world, the population looks different, different sizes of you know, stature, you know, Mm -hmm. not everyone is six foot, seven foot or six foot five and big structured. You go to parts of the world where people are little, you know, Mm -hmm. they're less than five feet tall Mm -hmm. and they're petite. Mm -hmm. So these people had gone to Africa and basically kidnapping these human beings from different parts of Africa where the, the, physique of individuals varied and then they would bring and see this big tall black strong slave and say all right you're going to breed with all these 10 women yeah all different parts different sizes i mean even in freaking animals you don't breed a big a male dog to a little chihuahua little dog so they would line them all up with the 10 women as an example and then uh, you know, like I said, you don't deal with, uh, you don't do that with animals when you're a professional breeder. And these poor petite women would end up with big babies and they would have huge, huge complications. And basically, good luck. It's not like they have epidural or anything. Not that I'm trying to push that because I'm not. But there was nothing. They had to endure the the childbirth. And in the process, they would basically injure themselves beyond repair. Mm-hmm. And as a slave, if you didn't, you weren't able to work and you weren't able to reproduce, then you meant nothing. Not that they meant anything, unfortunately. They, it, it didn't even matter. So they were just treated like trash, even more so. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, uh, I swear it's beyond my comprehension how a human being in those times would even think it was okay how they could go to church learning about what Jesus Christ was trying to spread as his message Mm -hmm. and come home and be the way they were. I mean, it's just beyond belief. Talking about effed up society. And it still is, but now it's just a little more mild down. I mean, look at the prison system, like... Slavery ended, 
thanks to the 13th Amendment, but there's that little asterisk where it's like, but we can do free labor from people who are uh, prisoners for committing crimes. No, no, now, now we're talking about something that, to me, that should happen. To me, uh... <laughs> but no, 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 no. But what should not happen is disproportionately black and brown people being the people who go in prison. That's a different system. That's a different. That's a different um, uh, problem, I should say. I, I mean, disagree. if they're targeting, if they're targeting blacks and Hispanics, as an example, to put them in jail. And somehow, you know, we look at the jail population or prisoners' population and say, well, blacks and Hispanics commit more crimes, but in reality, they're targeted more. That's a judicial issue. But to me, if you're in a freaking prison, it's no motel. It's no hotel. You but work your ass off. But that's not what I'm talking about. What, I, what my point is, is that slavery still exists in the form of our prison system. And it is disproportionately... Black and brown people. I don't know. I don't know enough about how people end up in jail. I suspect as an outsider, I suspect that. And, you know, unfortunately, so much of our pre-notions of how things are is so much influenced by the media. And when you see in the, uh, on TV, either through movies or not, and I'm, I've already started seeing the change. I'm old enough to have, and I come from an era where, you know, we were the progressives, you know. So I can see that that is changing, but I wouldn't be surprised if, the media has played a role in the image I personally, I can vouch for myself, have that says, oh, it's a black person, so they're going to come and, you know, snatch my purse as an example. I need to be extra careful. So if they're targeting the blacks more, as an example, Hispanics, more than the whites, well, then that makes total sense to have higher population of the blacks or Hispanics in the media. Um, I don't, I wouldn't look, I mean, not in the media, I'm sorry, in the prison. I don't know if I would call that slavery. Well, my point is, is now disproportionately these black people who are barely committing a crime are now in prison making your Victoria's Secret, I, your Victoria's Secret underwear for 90 cents a day. That is slavery to me. Um, I think if you're in prison wrongfully put in prison that is a judicial discrimination and problem i don't think um, making i mean the fact that they're paying them that's more than i would have done. i don't i don't really want to talk I, about that i want to talk about how the fact where okay slave labor in prisons but who are the people in prisons and why black people a lot of times for not significant reasons well, I think and that's you, just not okay i think that you kind of lose your your um your focus or your strength i should say when you refer to it as slavery because they're not they're primarily blacks and hispanics when in reality i i think that that's a judicial issue 
and it should be. I'm, I'm not um, um, downplaying it. I think that's a huge problem. I mean, people are people's lives are changed forever by being put in prison because you know now they're not hireable. As an example, but the fact that they're blacks, they happen to be mostly blacks and mostly Hispanics for that matter. And then because they're working for peanuts and we call that slavery, I don't know if, if I, I mean, I have a problem with that. I don't, I don't I mean, if, you, if someone locked you up and made you work for 90 cents per day, what would you call that? I would call that slavery. Well, that's what I'm referring to. But but someone locked me up because by mistake versus locked me up by uh, because I committed a crime that is 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 an actual crime versus a so-called crime, and they pay me. And what would I call that? I would call that I'm lucky I'm getting paid. I look at like crack versus cocaine and the criminalization of it (laughs) that for example is getting black people in there to Uh profit the big man just like how slaves were there to profit the big man yeah i i actually um just recently came across to me as someone who doesn't do drugs and hasn't done drugs to me crack and cocaine were the same but i learned they're not no so they're very similar very very similar but crack was the cheaper version drug aka the throw them in jail drug whereas i as a white person could do cocaine and just get away with it um there is no doubt that discrimination exists there is no doubt that it's across the board in every aspect of life we are very lucky unfortunately i'm using the word lucky because really i don't think it has to do with luck but the fact that we happen to not have the wrong, so-called wrong color skin to be discriminated against. But uh, as human beings, we all need to come together and loudly protest against all these that are happening. It should never be okay. In 2020, we should never ever think it's okay and it's their fight because what's next i mean uh, sometimes this is not a joke when i'm when i think of animals and you know i go to grocery shopping or i see people bar shopping for barbecue and i'm thinking wow basically when you're barbecuing um at least the stereotypical barbecue shopper is the big guy that's like slobbering at the thought of putting some big piece of steak on the barbecue. And I was thinking, wouldn't that be ironic or funny? Haha, if uh, roles were reversed in that animals were shopping because they were planning on killing people. How would they, yeah, how would we feel? Just for the record to the listeners, I'm not a vegetarian, but I will not support factory farming. So with that said, by by not so much my choice, I've become more vegetarian than not because I don't ever support um, the wrong type of industry where animals are mistreated. There is no humane way of killing, but there is certainly humane way of living. And when we raise these animals and we treat them like shit, 
that is not okay. So I just, uh, I, I just think that as non-blacks, non-Hispanics, uh, we should put our heart next to theirs and the challenges they have just to live the normal life that uh, we live. Um, yeah, they don't deserve just, to just, yeah. like, they, it's not even like black people deserve to live, aka not die. They deserve to thrive and have joy. Like, it's so sad that at this point we're like, we just want LGBT people and black people and some certain women to just, like, be able to live. Yeah, and I think as as human beings, we like to simplify things and formulate it in a linear fashion. And so many things are not linear. They're multidimensional. So these are all things that need to be considered. At any rate, I um, I really like the fact that we just kind of jumped on this podcast and decided to do it um, and really discuss different aspects of life. You know, the show is called Life and Health Matters with Dr. Shakib. And I'm really grateful that I have my daughter, Ava. It's such a beautiful thing to have your kids grow up. And you, you, you know, some people call it empty nest when the kids move out to college. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think more than anything, you're hopefully uh, you will gain a, a friend for life. And I'm grateful that I can sit down and have life discussions with my kids and they're caring enough that, um, um, you know, they're, they're not limiting their life with them in the center of it and whatever benefits them, but they go beyond that circle and they try to see um, how other people are. Mm-hmm. I hope that um, those of you listening to this podcast don't think this was a waste of time because I did not discuss something that had to do with health. But remember, there are three pillars to health and disease. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we did just talk about things that I think everything we talked about had to do with health. (laughs) Well, it had to do with human rights, human beings and the health of our society. At the end of the day, you know, um, I I look at everything. um, I've noticed this. (laughs) Everything uh, comes in my world um, comes down to brain how the body works, my the relationship of that to nature, and that is my life. Yeah. Um, so um, I just uh, think that it's wonderful that we're discussing it, and we we have to realize that the emotional and the peace in mind plays a role in health and disease, and we cannot really consider ourselves healthy if we don't address our mind and our emotions with all the many things that's happening in the world in our society with the whole covid in the world and george floyd as a an individual whose life has brought a lot of valuable aspects of life up to the surface we really need to be honest with ourselves and really take away the attention from us, what's in it for me, to beyond me, and really see what and how we're impacting the whole world. What kind of imprint are we leaving behind? That's what it boils down to. Ava, do you have anything to say? 
I encourage you to have conversations about race and discrimination, either your own experiences, experiences that you've heard about with people in your life, especially if you're not black um, or Hispanic. Or I mean, even if you're not the people who are being discriminated against, it's important to talk about it because I, as a white person, am listened to more. I need to educate myself to be able to stand up for the people who are oppressed and I think that happens from conversations with people in our personal life so I encourage you to do that well thank you so much now Ava I um this is your opportunity on my podcast to tell everyone about your podcast yeah what's it called the podcast is called sex talk love talk you can find it on any of your podcast streaming services it's really a place for myself and my guests to open up about all things sex and love I and think relationship and right? relationships um I think it's important for us to be able to hear other people's stories so we can either relate to it and feel like we have a place to sense relatability and community and I think it's also important for us to hear the stories of people who don't have the same experiences as us so it's just a place to talk about Sex, love, relationships, all that jazz. And I'm proud of you for having taken this step at such a young age to do this because I think all the many things we chase after on a daily basis boils down to our happiness and peace. And uh, we all thrive to have relationships. And um, honestly, I feel that that is declining um, due to our lack of practice. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different podcast. I mean, yeah. episode. But then, at any rate, I am grateful for you listening to this podcast and this episode. I encourage you to uh, share this with your loved ones. If you have not subscribed or rated the podcast, please do so. If you have any questions or comments or suggestions, please forward them to me via email to drspodcastshow at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for listening. And until next time, take care and be kind.